definitely not the starters. You're on the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, what's going on? Happy Friday. Good morning and welcome onto the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Brought to you as always by Happy State Bank alongside Jeff Haxton. I'm Choice Woodman, Lucas White across the way taking care of us. We are with you for the next three hours. You can uh, hit us up, your thoughts, your comments, your questions, your hopes, your dreams, your score predictions. Whatever you want to pump in, do it on the AIDS Flooring Center chat line through that 100.7 The Score mobile app. Um, we got uh, a handful of things to get into. Of course, we're going to talk tech football as the Red Raiders heading down to Wacko this weekend. Take on the Baylor Bears. Um, I have some special stuff planned for you. Good. Really special. Actually, not a lot of special, but... So I have to know about this drink. What What is in that? And you went to the place where you can't get a drink for under $5. I, okay, you can, but I didn't realize I went for the more expensive stuff until I ordered, and then I'm like, oh. What you got? It's an energy drink. Oh, okay. I was, I was a little... It looks like... I, um, I'm, it, I think it's worked, because it, it's woken me up, and I'm like... Ready, ready to go now. Well, I was dragging a little bit this morning. Not quite dragging Charger, but I was I was dragging. Uh didn't know what it looks like this thing was gonna be green. So looks like know. a gremlin. It does. Uh this was called Majestic Forest. Majestic Slug. Majestic Forest is what it is. I think it's got kiwi. Ooh, I like kiwi. Um God, what was it? What else was in it? I had this pulled up earlier. Kiwi Blackberry and blue raspberry all mixed together. Got a little kick to it. Interesting. It's pretty good. Like blended. I I don't go there hardly ever, but there's one close enough by. I'm like, I need a little kick. I'm not going to go sport, spend four bucks on a Red Bull at Stripes. Everything's gone up I, I know. crazy. So I'm like, I'm, I'll just go get that. I, I took that picture of that. five baking potatoes. Uh-huh. It was almost six dollars. Yeah, for potatoes. Potatoes. Yeah, I got a great one for you. Times are different. I I, I got. I a like great, great ones. Um, go to the Hub City Barbecue Fest last night. Oh yeah, how was that? I didn't get to go when I wanted to, but not really my scene. Oh, too too many people. Too many people. Yeah, State Fairground esque. Uh, well, yeah. It is at the state, or it is at the... Well, I mean, like... The Lubbock Fairgrounds. And? It's not not my cup of tea. Okay. Did you at least get you a brewski or two? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, that was cool. No, I'm about to say, that like, was cool. You get that for... I mean, it's with the ticket, so at least you get yeah. that. Did they have the Jack Daniels booth set up? Because they no. had that sometimes. Now, the line for that's usually super long. Or, I didn't see that, but... If, the, if they have it. It was a beautiful it. night. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable crowd. I did not expect it to be that big. I did not expect that many people. Yeah. Did you get there early like I told you? Tried. We got there at 545. 
Okay, Not I'm bad. telling you, you got to go almost like I five know, o'clock to I know, really get it. I know, I know, because you got to be there at five. Um, the 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 main sponsor, you know, the, the West Texas Land guys, they were out at six thirty, I think. Yeah, I mean, they were churning out the sausages and the barbecue and the stuff, brisket. Yeah. But here's the story. So, it seems like depending on your algorithm on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Which I try to steer away from all the violence that's happening. I mean, you could, if you get it on the wrong algorithm, you can see people getting killed, you know, on Twitter. Oh, sure you can. Yeah. And uh, especially in today's world where, you know, somebody carjacks somebody. And I mean, that guy in New York City at 4 a.m. over the weekend got stabbed and killed um, just walking down the street. Saw that one. Yep. So there's all kinds of fight club type stuff that you can see in your algorithm. Fight clubs type stuff. It's not even six o'clock yet. Not even six p.m. And all hell breaks loose at the back towards the barns. Yeah, lady in purple hair has about a three-year-old child, and she's getting attacked by this other lady. She's not really escalating it, but she's done something to, to tick this lady off. Mm-hmm. Then the guys start getting into it. So this was this is what was funny from my perspective on this deal. I mean, beer's going everywhere. We didn't didn't have any weaves or hair go anywhere. But Wait, so you lost. So this isn't on Twitter. This is at no. The, this is at okay. the barbecue. Okay. Well, fest. you went from Twitter to okay. So this I, is at. I'm the just saying fest what I'm trying night. to set up is I try to steer clear of violence, and then you walk into it there. My name means peacemaker. Okay. Yeah. And my Be off the peacemaker. My entire life, I've been a peacemaker. Okay. But I also know that there's probably 30 cell phones recording this, and I need to get as far away as I possibly can. <laughs> Because, I mean, it's jumping around. It's oh, moving man. from uh, tent to tent. I mean, this thing is getting... So, my wife's talking to a lady from church. <coughs> so, in that situation, i probably stay away five feet. Let them talk it out. The talking to the lady. Yeah. Church, yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just... But then... Oh, look, corn. The, yeah. The Royal Rumble started, and KORN could have been playing during the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Um, they 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 start you don't know that moving closer and closer to me. So next thing I know, I'm like right in the middle of their conversation because I'm trying to get for anyway, move me into there. But um, it's like I mean, these people are drunk and have kids that are just screaming like they're yeah. I mean, they should have been. I mean, it was dangerous. And uh, so, so then you get like you know. Everybody's, yeah. yeah. I mean, it Gawking. was like, like fight, fight, fight. You know, everybody's, oh, yeah. you know, trying to get an angle on it for sure. Somebody finally just said, "Hey, we're just trying to eat some barbecue here." Jeez, hey, let's eat a barbecue. Come on now, but you survived. Oh, uh, yeah, it was. You're a peacemaker. Yeah, you are. I feel like you want to use violence on me, like oh, well, almost it's daily. It's different with you because okay. I have to spend three hours a day. And fair enough. You're you and <laughs> thanks, pal. You know what I just saw on TV. You know I'm not your friend, friend. Whatever, bro. You know what I just saw on TV, which is great for when you're about to hop on a flight. <laughs> <laughs> you 
Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. The, the plane that had yeah. no landing gear skidding uh, off the runway. I did Apparently see that. that happened yesterday. For it was a FedEx plane though, so I don't, I don't think we're flying on a FedEx plane, so it's all right. We get one of those in Lubbock every day. Yeah. It's like uh, oh, we got a forty-minute flight to Waco. About that. It's not very far. If that. A little hop, skip, and a jump across the street. Go state. up, go down. Yeah. Uh, Coach McGuire did say that they're going to do a – he said last night on his coach's show that there's going to be a change in their approach on the road. They're doing something different, putting in a new wrinkle. We'll tell you what that is. Uh, coming up in a little bit, look ahead towards the Red Raiders and the Bears. we got headlines for you as well. Tech will win the uniform game. Automatically, because they got the uh, the pea color uniforms on. Right, they're all yellows, I believe, for Baylor. Mustards. The mustards. So, we'll get into all that. Hit you with a few headlines coming up next, including some high school football tonight. It's the end of the bench till noon on 100.7 The Score. Definitely not the starters. You're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Got a few headlines for you. What you need to know, part of the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Choice Woodman. Jeffrey Haxton here in the First United Bank studio. You can uh, continue to hit us up. Whatever thoughts, comments, questions you want to bring in, do so on the Yates Flooring Center chat line right now. We fill you in on what is going on. Still not in on the uh, four non-blondes, huh? That's my, uh, that's top ten. One hit wonder for sure. Yeah, I hate that song. You hate it? Yeah. What about Dolly Parton's new version? I didn't know there was one. Yeah, Dolly Parton apparently is uh, releasing it on her new album, which is a thing too. Huh? I don't know how she's. Is it getting radio play? I don't know. Oh, I just just. I don't listen to music on the radio really. It's it's uh, yeah, praise and worship and sports talk. That's it, pretty much on the radio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Um. The bottom line is just, you know, award-winning program. I've got to listen to that. Well, of course. And to hear some guy yell for three minutes, five minutes to start the show off. So it's good for the soul or something like that. And then say it's not personal. It's but not it personal. It was clearly personal. It was personal. Uh, Texas Tech soccer played to a 2-2 draw last night in Provo. So still unbeaten. We, we said a draw is... A good thing, right? Yeah. We, we said that yesterday. And you could tell I still wanted end. that win, but yeah, you, I mean, you, you played to a draw. You're still undefeated on the season. Still in first place. Get a point. Tied now in the uh, Big 12 standings because TCU is also tied in first place, which you get that head to head on your home field coming up on Sunday. But uh, Sam Courtright and Alex Kerr, the two goals in last night's contest. So, um, had a lead very briefly in the second half. Only lasted about two minutes. And uh, you get BYU to a, a draw on their home field. So not too shabby there for Coach Stone and company. As I mentioned, Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock. I assume you'll have the call on that one on yep. Plus. So you can hear hacks on that one is uh, Tech and TCU. Who doesn't love to yell at some horn Frogs? Cowboys don't play until uh, night games, so you can get out there. Sunday afternoon at the Walker and uh, and yell at people in purple. Uh, Texas Tech Volleyball will play tonight, still seeking that first road win of the year 
And not going to be easy as they take on number 25, Iowa State, this evening in Ames. First serve will be at 6.30. Lady Raiders picked 10th in the Big 12 preseason poll as that was released yesterday. Uh, Do we get them in today? Do what? Do we get them in today? I don't think so. I think that's all next week because we got uh, Lady Raider... All Big 12 team on Wednesday and then preseason poll on Thursday. So I think they'll probably do the same thing men a week later. Okay. Because the women start the the Big 12 season a week earlier. Remember, I think they're December 30th while the men are January 6th, I think is our our opening date for the men. Uh, Lady Raiders pick 10th. I saw um, some... I don't know if it's full-on disgruntlement or just... Everyone here is extremely gruntled. D- d- dissension towards the 10th pick. I know uh, Mark Finkner says, hey, this team's going to be better than 10th. You finished 8th in the league last year. so, And then you've got four more teams, so you're not last in 10th this year. That was interesting because all the new all ones were. The, yeah, I, th- I think Jamie said it this morning, but it's like they, all the coaches voted, and they're like, oh, crud, we got the other four teams. We've got to vote. <laughs> Let's throw them at the end. <laughs> Just put them at the end. But – yeah, Lady Raiders in 10th in that preseason poll. Um, the Bears beat the Commanders, and uh, they're mustard yellow. It's because they, they wore those stupid black uniforms last night. Those Are are those the worst uniforms in, in NFL right now? I didn't see them at all. JC hates them. Have you seen them uh, before, though? You've seen the black ones, right? I th- I'm sure I have. Casey hates them. Do you like them? I'm... Unopinionated on them. Unopinionated, okay. Um, here's the... Moore had 49 fantasy points. Did he really? He had three touchdowns and 230 yards, I believe. Wow. And my buddy left him on his bench. Of oh, course yeah, he did. I've seen those. They're those black ones. They were yeah, those last night. I don't like them. And the, uh, the Bears took them down. Didn't we dub the Bears as the worst team in the NFL yesterday? <laughs> Didn't we? <laughs> and they, Ashton they, did. And then we say forty to twenty. Forty to twenty. They uh, they beat the Commanders That's yesterday. That's on me. Uh, and that was in Washington as well. Um, there was one more. Oh yeah, high school football tonight. We got it on the airwaves for you as friendship heads down to Midland Legacy. That's still Lee. Uh, that one is a 7 o'clock kickoff. Lubbock Cooper plays against Amarillo High. I think this is the Dave Campbell's uh, state game of the week, too. The Cooper-Amarillo High one. I think they're bringing the people for the Dave Campbell's game of the week, so it's going to be a big one out. In cool, cool. Woodrow tonight. Uh, we'll have that one for you at 7 o'clock on 100.7 The Score. Both of those broadcasts begin at 6.30 as well, and then we'll have Friday Night Live to close things down for you. All the area scores as they go final. Mike Roden and the gang will catch you up on everything you need to know at uh, after the friendship game on Double T 97.3. You two can join us. Thoughts, comments, Dick questions. Butkus passed away. Yeah. yeah. 80. Dick Butkus, one of the all-time defensive greats. Rather intense. Just a beast. I mean, he was a beast for the Bears. He won a Super Bowl, right? 
I think so. Eighty. Yeah, I would think so. I saw a picture of him catching a touchdown on a botched play of some sort, and he just handed the ball to the defender that was trying to <laughs> guard him. I was like, oh, hey. Little, yeah. Little, a feistiness. Yeah, a little uh, talking going on there from Mr. Butkus. Hmm. Uh, some from the Yates Flooring Center chat line, the Energy T place, that stuff is legit. It's from Tennessee Raider. No, this is from the the Holland – Hold on, brethren. Hollander Manos. Holland Hollander Manos Coffee Place. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the little bitty coffee place. Uh, Mark says, "Good morning, gentlemen. My twins, Matt and Beth, are having a birthday today. They're twelve years old. Happy birthday, Matt and Beth. Awesome, it's from Mark. Uh, my wife pulled a choice. Five minutes into our road trip, she pulled out a bag of pickles." It's from Tyler. Oh. Where are you going, Tyler? Go ahead to Waco? No. No, that's good no. for the road trip. No, God, I swear. It's really good for the road trip. Is that okay, what's which is more foul to bring onto the plane? Both. Pickles or or uh corn nuts? I think corn nuts will permeate an entire plane. <laughs> I don't think the pickle is going to go it just reaches a few rows row 1 to row 50 okay but a corn nuts would take over a plane i'm toward the back of the plane when i on there so i'm i'm good right it's like oscar says i get the I got a sandwich tuna salad you want some <laughs> could you bring anything stinkier, stinkier on, a on a plane you got a bag of baby poop in there <laughs> come on uh snickers was 279 at the convenience store well, oh was- my Gosh, what is this world coming when to? When I was six and seven in nineteen seventy seven, I'd ride my horse into town, buy a Pepsi and a Snicky Snickers, a Snickies for fifty, 50 cents. cents. Yeah. I mean Oh my gosh, I would let my nine year old go to town alone today. I wouldn't let my nine year old go to town. A twenty ounce that's from Lindale. I Jeff. remember this at the Maverick Mini Martin Ripley. Two seventy seven. It was the only business in Ripley. Two seventy nine. It was a convenience store. And you could go in there, and I've said this before. You get a 79-cent Diet Dr. Pepper and have a chance to win another Dr. Pepper. Yep. With the yellow twist Oh, yeah, yeah. Those, and I remember the, uh, you remember the Mountain Dews? You may not have had the Mountain Dews much, but they they had that contest for a long time that was one out of every six wins, but the Mountain Dews were clear enough. You could look under. You could literally look under and see which ones the winner were. It would be it would be get one free automatic get one free. You would just go get that one and then get another one. Imagine that today. (laughs) And you and you could turn in the bottle caps right there at the convenience store. Yes, it's not like you had to mail it off or anything. It was was like, hey, I won. I'm gonna go get another one. Okay. What? Hey, I won again. I'm going to go get another one. Can we get back to simpler times? No, we can't. I want to. It's $2.79 for a candy bar. The Snickers, man. Golly, that's ridiculous. It's depressing. Uh, Another mustard-colored opponent. Yuck. Hopefully we do better against this mustard-colored opponent than than the last one. I know that Texas Tech has stunk in this. This combo? 0-5, I believe. One. We've got one win in this One and five? I think so. But last year, Baylor busted those out against OSU and lost. So maybe they played like crap. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score.
Oh, it's our number two of the end of the bench. Welcome, everybody, to the First United Bank Studios, where we've got uh, two more hours of this program. Choice, we wish him safe travels as he heads over with the football team this morning to the Waco area, Texas Tech, and Baylor tomorrow at 7 o'clock. The coverage will start at 6 o'clock on the pregame show on Double T 97.3 and 100.7 the score. We'll have the Cruise Light postgame show afterwards. We will have Optimum Game Day Live uh, starting at 7 a.m. Um, and then eventually 3 o'clock, we'll kick it back up. Uh, we have baseball in between that tomorrow. Rangers Baltimore on the score. Astros Twins on the score. I am Jeff Haxton. Josh Popple has popped in from his studio, his little uh, office slash studio. What you got going on over there? You got a green screen in there. Huh? Yeah, makes I, me want to like do some weird, <laughs> weird stuff. There was a, a Jen, who's our operations manager. She uh, or she's DJ on Magic. She was wearing a green shirt yesterday, and so we were joking about having her make a video and ha- just have her. There's talking head videos. She'd just be a floating head, be a floating head video. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, How's the week been? Pretty good so far. It's looking back, it's been a better week than it felt like at the time. Mm-hmm. I felt I felt pretty sluggish, but looking back, it's been a it's been a fine week. It's been pretty good. Did you make the barbecue thing last night? Uh, no, I didn't. Lucas, you had tickets. You didn't end up going though, did you? No, I had a volleyball game. Oh, how'd that go? We didn't get a report on that. We won. So, nice. Yeah, we're two and zero on our Thursday. Uh, night team was so. this your old team that you played or you already done that we've already done that okay so. what position do you play Left i out. i enjoy being a setter okay more but just because i like to assist mm-hmm. it's kind of like my personality so i love being in the middle and setting cool. the corners good stuff i'm bad at volleyball yeah i've oh, never I- tried i'd don't think I would be very good at it. I've got really good hands, but I don't think that would help me a whole lot with the uh, lack the of lack of movement. Um, I like to think I'm better than I am, and I know I'm not that good. So I went to Chick Fil A <laughs> yesterday. They took my order, uh, taking the kids over there, and before the barbecue cook off, and I didn't realize this, but they describe you in the receipt. Oh, really? Yeah. So it said <laughs> oh, Jeff. No. It said Jeff. And it said gray polo. And I was like, well, at least it didn't say big fat. <laughs> big fat Jeff. Take his uh, order over there. You're gray polo Jeff, not mm, big fat Jeff. That's right. At least it didn't say big fat, bald. Um, <laughs> I've got, I've got uh, just a little bit of Big 12 football advice for you tonight. There are two games tonight that are worth uh, bringing up. It's Kansas State at Oklahoma State and Nebraska-Illinois. Uh, Nebraska is a three and a half point dog at Illinois. Mm-hmm. I've got no idea how that's going to go. I think Illinois will probably get the win, but as far as the spread goes, I don't know. I've seen a lot, and I mean a lot of people taking Oklahoma State in the points in this game tonight. Um, I've even seen some people say they're going to win straight up. I have no idea what these people are watching. Kansas State is so much better than Oklahoma State. I'll be shocked if the Cowboys keep it within 20. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> shocked. I mean, 
Alan Bowman is fat, out of shape, and old. I'm sorry, Alan. You know it. I know it. Uh, you're afraid to take a hit. You're you're falling left. You're falling right. You're trying to get away. You won't step up in the pocket. And I like Alan. And Alan, I'm fat too. But he is he's the best thing that they can throw out between two other quarterbacks. I would be shocked if Kansas State doesn't absolutely manhandle Oklahoma State tonight in Stillwater. So I've seen a lot of this is a back. This is a, a good position for. They're both coming off bye weeks. This is like the last push that Oklahoma State will make. Maybe they can get a miracle. But they can't throw. They can't run. The offensive line is terrible. The defensive line is shot full of holes. I would be shocked if Kansas State doesn't destroy them. Um, and then you get into tomorrow, I would be shocked if Texas does not beat Oklahoma by two touchdowns. I think Texas is that much better. I think they absolutely are for real. I've had questions about them for the last decade and for good reason, because they usually give you a ton of reasons. Number one, they have all the talent in the world and never can figure out a way to use it. It never comes together. It doesn't look good on the field. They run out of gas in the fourth quarter. Remember, they had Bijan last year, yeah. who's now a star already in the NFL for the Falcons. Um, they have you know Quinn Ewers last year, uh, who was great at throwing it to the other side. <laughs> All this has really improved for Texas now. I'd be surprised if they don't win that game by two touchdowns. That's a crazy number because, or, or I mean, like you laying it out like that because I you mentioned this very briefly just before we covered it and uh I asked what the spread was you said it was something around 5 or something like that mm, but four, so 4 or 5 yeah. 4 or 5 something like that but 14 would be uh that would be bad news for OU like that would be devastating not just like st- keeping it within 5 I guess at that point would be lucky but uh 14 would be 14 to 20 would be bad news uh, especially coming off like they're they're touting this up as you know battle of undefeated red river rivalry all that stuff first time um, in a long time yeah. 2011 that's crazy uh, well I guess it's not surprising but undefeated it is surprising I think because uh, OU as many Big Twelve championships as they won they will get dinged mm-hmm. usually and it's usually by a K State in week four um, pretty early on yeah K State will do it. Iowa State did it a couple years ago. That's like the only win for Iowa State in like 53 tries, though, against Oklahoma. But they'll trip somewhere. I remember BYU beat them one year in the non-con. But as much, I mean, BCS or or, uh, college football playoffs as they've been to, big bowls, big 12 championships, that does make it surprising for me that that they're both undefeated at this point. Well, that hasn't happened more. Okay, right. That they haven't had more undefeated matchups because this game always happens fairly early, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit before the middle of the season. So, <clears throat> the the most devastating thing that it would be for Brent Venables would be zero and two against Steve Sarkeesian. And you think about last year, they lost forty nine to zero. Now that day, OU didn't have a quarterback, and they can make all the excuses they want, but they got ran off the field. Mm-hmm. Um. A little bit of local news here. Rodney Allison is moving on. He's retiring. And so there is a new leader of the varsity club. 
And that is Will Culpepper. We got this email this morning. A former Texas Tech football player will assume the role of executive director of the Double T Varsity Club. So Rodney is going to be uh, helping him with his transition. And then Rodney and his uh, family are going to move out to where his son is. I believe it's his son. They live in Maui. Mm. So he's going to go retire in the next three weeks and move out to Hawaii. So Rodney, I just want I know you listen a lot to this program. I wanted to thank you for your leadership, for being an unbelievable Red Raider representative. I want to thank you for your friendship. You uh, wrapped your uh, arm around my neck when I got here and made uh, made the transition a lot smoother. Good luck to Rodney and uh, his family. He's got about three weeks left, and then he's moving on. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Yeah, our number three here of the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score. Very happy that you're with us today. We're going to take you all the way up until noon, where we'll hand it off to the bottom line. Clint Scott and the boys today. And then they will take you to 3 p.m. And then Tech Talk today on Double T 97.3. We go from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. here at the Raymar Compound talking sports, giving pop quizzes, pop culture, all of it. The Hacks, Foppel, and Lucas edition of the program today. I found this very interesting. It's from David Collier on uh, the Twitter machine. The X machine. <laughs> um, David always has a great tidbits. And in, in, in this uh, uh, tweet this morning, he's got about a minute 25 of footage from the last time that Texas Tech won in Waco. Now, this shouldn't panic you because the last win in Waco was November 3rd, 2007. And you're thinking, oh my gosh. That's a bit ago. It's a long time. Yeah. You had a decade. You had 10 years of uh, playing it in the Metroplex at a neutral site. Oh, that's right. So it's amazing that I think about all the times I've been to Waco with Texas Tech basketball. For some reason, I miss it a lot with baseball. It's like early on, usually when we have to go there, and I've got the overlap going on. But um, soccer and volleyball and all the sports, there's a lot of a lot of trips to Waco. Not for Texas Tech football, as they've played just twice since that 2007 win. This game was so far back, they were playing at Floyd Casey Stadium, which was the home of Baylor football before the Banyo on the Brazos, where they play now, the new stadium. In that game, Texas Tech won 38-7. to Aaron Crawford had four touchdowns, two rushing, two receiving. Graham Harrell chucked it for a mere 433 yards and three touchdowns. The two other interesting factoids in this minute 25 that David Collier put up, the masked rider was on the road. Wow. The horse, masked rider, on the road. I didn't know that happened. Maybe it used to happen a lot where they took the masked rider on the road. Hmm. It starts the video there. And then also a little bit of a heartbreak in this video. You get to, oh, about the minute 15 mark and you realize that both of the coaches that shake hands yeah at 114 have passed away guy morris who coached kentucky baylor texas a&m commerce and mike leach both 
gone from this earth, um, that that slaps you in the face a little bit, um, because again, those guys not a not especially old fellas. Yeah, when they when they passed away, so that kind of just smacked me. I was like, both those guys shaking hands there in two thousand seven are no longer with us. Uh, this matchup coming up, do you have any feelings on it? I'll tell you, I gave my score yesterday, 42-35 Baylor. Um, and and that would be just on a couple of things. Your offense hasn't traveled the way that it's needed to. You're 1-7 and seven under Joey McGuire on the road. Um, I think Baylor will get a huge lift from, um, from overcoming a seemingly insurmountable deficit on the road. A fairly tough place to play at UCF, the bounce house down 35-7, whatever it was, and come back and win. I think they'll get a huge lift from that. I think Shapin's rounding into some decent form, their quarterback. So that's why I went with uh, 42-35. But what do you think, Josh? Uh, I had 42-28 in, uh, in favor of Texas Tech. And, I, you know, you mentioned the road record. It it has to change at some point, and why not this game? You know, just you, basically you got to pick a game. It's got to happen sometime. So uh, I think Texas Tech did really well did drop the prefix they did well this past weekend mm-hmm. and uh enough second half especially yeah second half especially it, the first half probably a little more forgettable and stuff but special teams especially uh did a lot for you in that game but the offense really uh did more than they have in previous weeks uh except for probably the Oregon game and stuff but uh some pieces coming together and it's I don't want to say it's the beginning of Taj Brooks really coming into form because he's had three games with over 100 yards. But I predict that continuing them running the offense through him and Baron Morton um, basically being able to utilize the weapons that he, you know, we, we've been touting for the past two seasons. So um, as much as the offense has kind of shown signs of life, uh, I expect that to continue and into 42 and 28. Okay. Uh, I think you make a good point. If if Texas Tech comes away with a dub, you're, I don't think there's um, any doubt that Taj will continue his little tear that he started. I think he's a top... Do we, we break things down in tiers a lot on this show? I think he's a top-tier running back in this league. Um, one of the other doubts that I have, though, Josh, is just the shoulder health of Baron Morton. When I, um, you know, there were a couple times I thought he could have taken a, a deep shot down the field against Houston, 45, 50 yards. I thought there was a couple of times he could have really let it rip, but he's like, you know, I just Has, don't think I can get it there today. Hesitates a little bit. I think he's like, you know, I just, I'll just assume check it down here. Mm-hmm and get a completion and get a few yards and, and keep it steadily moving. You can win football games that way. I'm not saying you have to take shots, but... But being able to blow the top off is useful, you know? it's Well, especially when you can mix that with a, a very strong runner in between the the tackles mm-hmm. in Taj, and he can also bounce it out. You know, maybe Valdez gets a, another chance to show his speed in the open field. He's your edge guy. He can... You know, he and Taj both go for 100 yards. Um, of course, you got Tharp as a, as a great weapon. I mean, it I, with Barron, and this is you know, amateur Dr. Haxton here, very amateur, but I just, when he was um, 
When he was throwing the football, I didn't see any like signs of injury, but he would carry himself a little gingerly. Mm. And I noticed that quite a bit. So it's like sidelines after a play, maybe after he took a shot, you could just tell also with the wrap. I mean, he's got the big wrap on the right arm. I don't think that shoulder's quite right. So um, combining all those things, I hope I'm wrong, obviously. But that's why I've got Baylor winning this game. The road woes, quarterback questionable as far as health, and back to road woes. Something that happened in the sec- even in the second half that I didn't particularly like, and I think um, the you won't see this a ton in this league, but uh, Donovan Smith being able to get out on third uh, and you know plus five, you know, and the defense not being able to, to shut that down and stuff like that. I you won't see a ton of running quarterbacks like Donovan Smith, but that's kind of the only thing that if you do run into that would probably concern me. Yeah, Shapin's not like Smith. He does have escapability and can scramble when he gets uh, when he has to. But again, he's had a ton of injury issues, so he's got to be careful when he gets out and tries to run with the Red Raider defenders. That was very um, uh, rough to watch them not be able to tackle in the first half, then very encouraging the adjustments that were made in the second half to take away the run and dominate Houston. Keep them coming on the chat line. More next. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. One final segment here on 100.7 The Score for the end of the bench. The bottom line coming up here in just a few moments. Uh, Did you have some Kansas thoughts? Uh, not particularly. I think what's interesting about it is just the combination of quarterbacks that could come up because it's you mentioned one quarterback is almost presumed to Bean. be starting Jason Bean. Okay, then for uh UCF, right? So the they're still not set on who's going to start for them, too. Yeah, because John Reese Plumley's been hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, UCF basically giving a game away to Baylor. And um, uh, other than that, not really. I think that'll be well. I I picked UCF, and it's it's at Kansas. I I I think it's a coin flip, but I I I picked them just because Daniels, the normal KU quarterback, is a really good talent and can do so many things. But Bean's kind of the opposite. He's Mm -hmm. pretty pedestrian, and I I do think they'll be. They'll have their hair on fire for what they did with Baylor. Like, I mean, how can you let that happen? Yeah, that's <laughs> wild. I I didn't watch a ton of that game, but I I certainly wasn't watching during the surge of the the comeback for Baylor. I was. I mean, we were getting home from the Tech game when that was going on, and yeah. my son just kept saying, "Dad, it's getting closer." I was like, "Yeah, whatever. It's getting closer. It's getting closer." <laughs> And they want it. Why are you laughing so much? You laughing at me? Always. What's going on? You don't have anything special? You over there kind of chuckling? I, well, uh, what'd I do? I, no, I found, I'm trying not to just, I mentioned this to you very briefly, and I found this funny just because of how kind of unsettling it is for me. I don't know why I find it unsettling, but I found out the plural of beef oh. is beeves. <laughs> With a V. I don't know why I think that's weird. You got a, you got some beeves with me? 
Yeah. You gotta beef the when referring to plural beefs, when you're referring to more than one beef, it is beefs. Oh, I don't know why I find that so weird. That's what I was laughing at. Okay. Benchwarmers, how healthy is tech for tomorrow's game? Uh they've been healthier, certainly. Um your quarterback depth has taken a massive cut because of what happened to Tyler Shuck. So now you go to Baron Morton, Jake Strong, and then Will Burns. So you're hoping, like heck, that Baron can make it through another game. I don't know if you have any thoughts on this, just generally, but how do you, looking back, we have quarterbacks that we kind of view as like an era. Like we remember Patrick Holmes, we remember Graham Harrell, like even Seth Dagey Bowman, stuff like that. How do you think we'll remember this particular chunk of time for Texas Tech? Well, Joey McGuire, I guess, like that, the, the early Joey McGuire years could be that, but Shuck being injured three years in a row is yeah, and bad injuries too. Not I, I can come back in two weeks injuries like yeah. that guy's really hurt and he's not going to come back for a long time type injuries. That's been an overriding theme for Texas Tech quarterbacks for years now since Mahomes. Yeah. Then you had Shimanek, who was healthy for a year. Shimanek made it through a year, although you know he got taken out a couple times just because of coaches' decisions. But so Shimanek made it through a year. Then Bowman has starts on fire. Looks like he's going to be the next guy. Uh, punctures his lung, getting sandwiched by West Virginia. Collarbone with Oklahoma. Jet Duffy's out there. You, Duffy, I'm not saying he deserves a whole lot of credit, but he had some of the better numbers for a Texas Tech quarterback since Mahomes. But I remember him playing on a broken foot at Kansas State. McLean Carter. You had Tyner. Now, he only made one appearance, and that was a start at OU. Um, now you get the Shuck era. Hurt, hurt, hurt. Uh, Barron's got a shoulder. Jeez, I mean, it's just getting old. It's uh, on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Brother, the last 15 years has been the injury era. When was the last time Tech had a healthy quarterback that started all 12 games? That was Patrick Mahomes. So not quite 15 years. Not really close. But before and after him, yeah, yeah, you're dealing with a ton of quarterback injuries. Um, we mentioned that I don't think Rodriguez is going to be back on the defensive side, but Pierre should be back. Uh, I think the offensive line is healthy. So, again, they've been worse. They've been better with the help. But good question. Benchwarmers, what is the worst college town in the Big 12? Texas Tech is going to it as we speak. Ooh. Now, I haven't been to Provo. Um, I think Houston's awful, but that's just me. I mean, you can get fed in Houston, but that's about it. And then sit in traffic. Uh, I hate Austin. Between, and it's, people are like, Austin's the best city, whatever. Um, but Austin and Waco for me. I, I love Morgantown. Obviously, I love Stillwater. I hate Norman. Norman would be up there too. Hmm. Uh, love Ames. Love Manhattan. Love, um, I, I, I dig Cincinnati. It's okay. But it's I think tough. Waco's the worst one. Well, okay. I haven't traveled to a ton of these cities. I think I like more than just in passing. So I think probably the 
few of the ones you mentioned. I like Lawrence. Lawrence is fine. Beautiful campus. Yeah, I haven't been to many myself, but uh, definitely don't like Waco. Um, Houston's obviously not. I'm not a big fan of Houston. I I was in Austin for like 48 hours, so I really can't say uh, on that. But Morgantown's really pretty, so I like Morgantown. Those are the four main ones that I've been to outside mm-hmm. of Lubbock. So, yeah. The only problem I've had with Morgantown is it's really hard to get a sunshiny day. I have a graph here that I took a screenshot of last night, which I thought was very interesting pertaining to good days of weather. Okay? Specifically in Morgantown? For the entire country. Mapped it all out. Wow. Okay? It- um, number of days with comfortable weather. So if you're in the red or yellow, you're good. Okay? Uh the state with the most comfortable weather is Wyoming, followed by Colorado, Montana. Uh, Lubbock is not bad. About 180 days with comfortable weather. It really starts to fall off once you get off the Cap Rock as far as comfortable weather. You right. get down to Midland, Abilene, you're at about 150. So we get 30 more days of comfy weather here. And this is defined as temperature. Um, yeah, Teton County, Wyoming has 314 comfortable days of weather. 314. It's just it's a temperate, you know, not Thanks. not the extremes. Yeah. Uh, I saw a comedy sketch that it was like, I love Fahrenheit because it's like you could look at it as a percentage. It's 70, 70 degrees, 70% hot. 100 degrees, 100% hot. Anything more than that, too hot. <laughs> we had a lot of too hot. Chili Dog Song, awesome. Have a great weekend, gents. You as well. I love that song. Uh, if the O-line is healthy and play this bad, what do they look like injured? Well, let's hope we don't have to find out. Um. I think the offensive line has been judged a little harshly. Um, I can draw an example over to, well, you can watch it tonight if you'd like. If you want to see what a bad offensive line looks like, watch Oklahoma State. If you want to see what a good offensive line looks like, watch Kansas State. And I think Texas Tech is somewhere in the middle of those. Not good, but not as bad as it can be in this league. You did have two 100-yard rushers the previous game. Yeah. You did have a proven quarterback that held on to the ball too long in Tyler Shuck, a guy that had time most of the time to throw but was indecisive a lot of times. I'm not saying every time, but a lot of times. He didn't go through his reads as fast as he should have. He held on to the ball too long. I think the offensive line has received a little bit of unjust criticism not saying they've been great but i don't think they've been as bad as this text says why is it when there's a vegetarian you can set your watch by how often it comes up <laughs> i wasn't the one who brought it up <laughs> i was the one that brought it up sorry uh that was from val we'll uh we'll end with that man thanks for stepping in yeah. for choice as he goes on to waco today thanks to lucas thanks everybody out there for listening, I want you to have a great weekend. High school football tonight. 
college tomorrow, the NFL on Sunday. Don't forget Tech Soccer. Get out there 1 o'clock Sunday. This has been the End of the Bench Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 107thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.